was coming up now on Established in the Faith. She was embracing the sticks. You as a child of God, you need to embrace the sticks. Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, you've got to deny yourself and take up the cross daily and follow me. You've got to embrace the cross. You've got to take up the cross. You've got to use the cross. You've got to place your faith in the finished work of Christ at the cross. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of 1 Kings. 1 Kings 17, move down if you will to verse 7. 1 Kings 17 beginning in verse 7, and it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto Elijah saying, Arise. Get thee to Zarephath, where belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. And he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning. The widow woman gathering sticks. Elijah came upon the scene when Ahab was the king over the northern kingdom. The Bible says in 1 Kings 16 verse 32 that Ahab built a house and an altar to worship Baal. In verse 33, he did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. In their minds, Baal was the God of the weather. And Elijah comes now and stands before Ahab and says, As the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Elijah means God is Jehovah. He's one of few men in the Bible that God gave the power over the elements, over the weather. And upon giving this message to Ahab, the word of the Lord came to him and said, in verse 3 of 1 Kings 17, Hide thyself by the brook Cherith. Cherith means separation. Elijah was living in Israel at that time, which had become so wicked And now Ahab, due to this message having been delivered, Ahab is out to kill him. 
And I submit to you this morning that you and I today are in the same predicament. We are living in a world of sin. We're living in a world of filth. So much wickedness. So much ungodliness in this world today. And the devil is out to kill us. And God's message to this prophet of old was you need to separate yourself from this wickedness. Don't they're going to kill you. And my friend, let me tell you something today, Christian. It is the same for you and I today. You must separate yourself from the world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. In order for Elijah to survive, he had to partake of that brook and do what God said. And my friend, you and I today are no different. We have to separate ourselves from that which will try to take us away from God. He said, I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. And in 1 Kings 17, verse 6, the Bible says that the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and brought him bread and flesh in the evening. God has control over all of his creation. He is not only in control of the weather, but he controls people, and he controls the animal kingdom as well, and he can use whatever he wants to use to meet your need. And he can use the most unusual things and, and the most unusual ways to meet that need. But the Bible says in verse 7 that the brook dried up. Because there had been no rain in the land. God has a way of letting us know when it's time to move on. There are some of you listening to me by radio right now. You've been going to that mausoleum of a church for years. It's dead. It's dry. There's nothing there. There's not been any water flowing in that brook for years. And you're dry. And you're thirsty. I don't know how many people call me up by radio telling me how much they enjoy the program. Brother James, we're not getting anything from our church. Well, my message to you today is get out of that church and get in a church somewhere where the water is flowing. If the water has dried up in the church, it's time to leave and go somewhere where the water is flowing. Get in, go somewhere where the river is flowing, where the water is flowing. You're so dry. You're so thirsty for God. You're not getting anything. And let me tell you this, too. That water might not be where you think it is. He told Elijah, if you look there in verse 9, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. This city, it is believed, was between Tyre and Sidon. It was on the shore of the Mediterranean See, Gentile territory. And as a Jew, Elijah had no desire to go to this place, none whatsoever. But because of the drought, 
and because of the famine. Are you hearing me? See, there is a drought and a famine in our land today as it pertains to the Word of God. There's a drought and a famine today. You know, back 50 years ago, and some of you in here are a little older than I am, you'll remember this, back, back 50 years or even further back, especially, when politicians ran for office and were elected to office, they knew a little bit about the Bible. I mean, they had enough knowledge to know that it was David that slew Goliath, okay? But this crowd we got running for office now, this crowd we got sitting up there running the country now, they know nothing about the Word of God. Nothing whatsoever. I mean, they're so confused, they don't even know what bathroom to go into. Let alone identify what pornography is. He that has an ear, let him hear. And this morning, you can blame, you can blame Cooper. You can blame Biden. You can blame the Democratic Party. You can blame the Senate. You can blame Congress. You can blame the media this morning. But the problem today lies at the doorstep of the pulpit in America. That's where the problem is. That's where the blame is. The pulpit in America. There's a drought and a famine of the Word of God today. In our land because there is a drought and a famine in our churches today. Preachers that will not preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. A gospel that deals with sin. A gospel that will warn you that if you go down that road, you will go to hell and burn there forever and forever. God help us today. We've got a church on every corner. Every other station on the radio is a gospel station, and yet there is less gospel being preached today than there ever has been. I do not mean this to sound self-serving. God knows my heart, but I preached a funeral this week. Graveside service. 20 minutes. When that service was over, I had a man to come up to me went to one of the largest churches in Wilson, huge church. He said, Brother James, he said, that is the most clear, concise message of, of the gospel I have ever heard. I've been in church all my life, and I've never heard those verses that you gave to me today. And let me, let me tell you, it was not my ability to orate. It wasn't my ability to talk. I just gave them what Paul said in Romans, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. And it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that the judgment. Are you covered by the blood? Are you washed in the blood? There's going to come a day when you will stand before God and give an account. And I went through certain scriptures there and dealt with them, like I said, 20 minutes. And this man been in church all of his life, going to one of the largest churches I've never heard like before. Are you kidding me? 
There is a famine and a drought of the gospel of Jesus Christ in our churches, and it has created a drought and a famine in our land today. And you know, we get stuck with the name that's over the door. Well, that's a Baptist church. I'm not going there. Well, that's a Methodist church. I'm not going over there. Well, that's an original free will Baptist church. I'm not going there. Well, that's a Pentecostal holiness church. I'm not going there. Well, that's a black church over there. I'm not going there. Well, that's a white church. I'm not going there. We get stuck with the name that's over the door. You better forget about the name over the door and find out whether they're preaching the gospel or not. Because if they're preaching the gospel, that's where you need to be. Because like I said, it's getting harder and harder and harder to find today anybody that'll preach the gospel. If they're preaching the gospel, that name over the door might not be what you're affiliated with, but that might be where you have to go to get fed. The water might not be where you think it is. And let me tell you, the person that God has to sustain you might not be the person that you think it is either. God used a poor widow woman. Look at verse 9, 1 Kings 17, verse 9. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. This woman was a Gentile. She was outside the covenant of Israel. The church today, by and large, is made up of Gentiles. We, too, are outside the old covenant. Oh, but by faith, we've been grafted in to the new covenant. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. We've been grafted in. And it's all by simple faith. This woman was an idol worshiper, or at least she had been. And God spoke to her. Now, I don't know how God spoke to her. I don't know what radio station she was listening to. I don't know if God verbally spoke to her or, or an angel or whatever it was, but God spoke to this Gentile woman that was steeped in idolatry outside the covenant. And I believe today that God can speak to anybody and has spoke to everybody that's ever lived, even today. God speaks to everyone as it pertains to their salvation. The evidence is all around us today, and especially with this COVID. God, the Holy Ghost, He deals with you. He speaks to you. God spoke to this little woman. And the next thing I want to point out about this woman is she was poor. She couldn't even sustain herself and her son, let alone now another mouth to feed. Now, I mean, <laughs> out of all the people in Zarephath, to be sure there was somebody there that was well off. To be sure there was somebody there that was rich. To be sure there was somebody better suited to meet the needs of Elijah. 
I mean, if I was going to choose somebody to sustain somebody and support somebody, I would choose someone of means. I mean, I, didn't, I don't mean choose someone that's mean, but, you know, they have the means, they have the finances, they have the resources to sustain and put a roof over their head and, and whatever the case. But a poor widow woman that can't even feed herself and her son, and now God's going to add another mouth to the table? That don't make no sense. Why would God use this woman? Let me tell you this. God is not looking for someone who is rich as it pertains to money, but he's looking for someone who is rich in faith. Are you listening to me? God is not looking to use someone who is rich with money. Because he can speak a word and change your financial situation in a moment. He can make Publishers Clearinghouse come right up to your door just like that. Boom. <laughs> so God can change your financial situation. He's not looking for someone that is rich. Although he'll use them if they'll give their heart to him. But he's looking for someone of faith. And this woman had faith, but it hadn't been manifested yet. It hadn't been tested yet. But God knew through his divine wisdom and foreknowledge, he knew what this woman would do. This woman was rich in faith, and Jesus spoke of her faith. If you look in Luke chapter 4, Luke chapter 4. Verse 25, Jesus said, But I tell you of a truth. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of them was Elijah sent, save unto Sarepta, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. This woman was a woman of faith. But it hadn't been manifested yet. Oh, but it was about to be. All right. Now, God told Elijah to go to Zarephath. I got a widow woman there that's going to sustain you. Now, God did not give Elijah a telephone number to call. He didn't give him a number to call. Hey, are you the woman that's supposed to sustain me? They didn't have cell phones back then. So what was the sign out of all, as Jesus said, there were many widow women in those days. How was Elijah to know that this was the woman? He came to the gate of the city, and this widow woman was gathering sticks. She was gathering sticks. That was the sign that she was the one, and you're like, well, what has sticks got to do with anything? Sticks are symbolic of the cross. It was a stick in the hand of Moses that brought plague after plague upon Egypt, a type of the judgment of God. All of our sins were judged at Calvary. Glory to God. It was that stick in the hand of Moses when he held it out over the Red Sea and that 
Red Sea parted and Israel was able to go through and God delivered Israel. Your deliverance is in the cross. Glory to God. Hallelujah. When Moses came to the bitter waters of Marah, he had millions of people following him in the desert. And the people were thirsty. And they came to the waters of Marah, and the people began to drink, and the water was bitter, and they couldn't drink of the water. And God told Moses, if you look there in Exodus chapter 15, verse 25, Moses cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. Life can be bitter. Situations that you find yourself in can be bitter. Oh, but when you apply the cross to that situation, understanding that you're not going through anything that Jesus Christ has not gone through that was worse. He is our great high priest. He's gone through way more than you and I have even thought about going through. That stick. It was a stick that God used as a sign to show Israel that Aaron was to be the high priest. There was a debate among the people. Some rebels came up and said, Aaron says that he's the high priest. Well, we think we can be the high priest too. And God said, I'm going to put a stop to this right now. I want every one of you leaders that think you're supposed to be in charge of everything, I want you to get a stick. Write your name on the stick. Put it in the tabernacle tonight. And in the morning, I'm going to show you who I've chosen. And everyone got them a stick, wrote their name on it, laid it in the tabernacle. And the next morning, Bible says, Numbers chapter 17, verse 8, It came to pass that on the morrow, when Moses went into the tabernacle of witness, behold the rod, the stick of Aaron, for the house of Levi was budded and brought forth buds. It bloomed blossoms and it yielded almonds. A dead stick coming to life is a type of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Sticks in the Bible typified the cross. And this woman, when Elijah saw her, she had her arms full of sticks. She was embracing the sticks. Glory to God. You as a child of God, you need to embrace the sticks. Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, you've got to deny yourself and take up the cross daily and follow me. You've got to embrace the cross. You've got to take up the cross. You've got to use the cross. You've got to place your faith in the finished work of Christ at the cross. She was gathering sticks. It doesn't seem like much. But a woman standing there with a bunch of sticks in her hand, that means she's working. Let me preach outside and park a lot a minute. This woman with a bunch of sticks in her hand, that means she'd been working. And the Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. And we're seeing that happen right now in our country, folks. We got hundreds of ships off the coast of California and off the coast of New York City right now full of food stuff and chips and and computer stuff, stuff that we need in our country today. But folks are too lazy to get off their blessed assurance and get a job and unload those ships. And folks are going hungry right now because they're too lazy to get a job and go to work.
And I blame the government for giving out stimulus checks and causing people to sit on their blessed assurance not doing anything. This woman was working. But these people been getting all this free money sitting at home not working. It's going to come home to you. Because this book says, if you don't work, you don't eat. And it's coming, folks. Shelves are getting more empty all the time. This woman had her arms full of sticks. She was embracing that which was essential for life and living. She had to have those sticks in order to make bread for her and her son and the situation was terrible, and I don't have time to get into all of that today. We'll deal with it later. But there is no life outside of Jesus Christ. And that was the sign to Elijah. This is the widow woman that God has chosen to sustain me. She's working She's embracing the sticks. She's embracing the cross. Spiritually speaking, this woman didn't know anything about the cross. She was outside the covenant. But spiritually speaking, but now, as I stated, she was a woman of faith. But all faith has to be tested, and great faith has to be tested greatly. Y'all come on back next week, and we'll deal with that a little bit more. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.